Read again from Judges, chapter 16. We'll begin in verse 21. We'll pick up right where we stopped. That, of course, is not looking real well for Samson, literally. His eyes have been put out, and he is in prison, and he's grinding grain like an ox. So things have gotten bad for Samson. Did not want to leave him there. He's down. Samson's not out. Judges chapter 16, beginning in verse 21. Would you stand as the scriptures read, please? Then the Philistines took him and put out his eyes, brought him down to Gaza. They bound him with bronze fetters, and he became a grinder in the prison. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaven. Now the lords of the Philistines gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their god, and to rejoice. And they said, Our God has delivered into our hand Samson, our enemy. When the people saw him, they praised their god and said, Our God has delivered into our hands our enemy, the destroyer of our land, the one who has multiplied our dead. So it happened when their hearts were merry, that they said, Call for Samson, that he may perform for us. So they called for Samson from the prison, and he performed for them. And they stationed him between the pillars. Then Samson said to the lad who held him by the hand, Let me fill the pillars which support the temple so that I can lean on them. Now the temple was full of men and women. All the lords of the Philistines were there, about 3,000 men and women on the roof watching while Samson performed. Then Samson called to the Lord, saying, O Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray, just this once, O God, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple. And he braced himself against them, one on his right, the other on his left. Then Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed with all his might, and the temple fell on the lords and all the people who were in it. So the dead that he killed at his death were more than he killed in his life. And his brothers and all his father's household came and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Eshbaal, in the tomb with his, with his father Manoah, and he had judged Israel 20 years. Let's pray together, please. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the story of your men, the whole men, faults and all, so that we can learn. We ask that we would look at this passage of Scripture, learn the things that we need to know. We ask that you would use these things to direct us, and to instruct us, but, Father, to encourage us when we need that, and Father, we ask as we come together that you would just be in this midst and be with us and draw us close together as a church. Draw us close together with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. The Philistines celebrate. Why wouldn't they celebrate? It says they gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their god, and to rejoice. Dagon was their false god. It's quite significant. Dagon 
was said in their culture to be the father of Baal. Now, Baal is the one that's mentioned so many times that was so hideous and so obscene and sacrifices involving rituals involved human sacrifice at times. Baal was the bad one. Well, that was Baal's father, according to their folklore. So Dagon was quite significant. But also, Dagon was the god of grain. And for years, they had a score to settle with Samson about their grain. Turn back to chapter 15. Samson's wedding with the Philistine girl at Timnah was interrupted by his own folly. He had proposed a riddle to the Philistines, and they solved it because they went behind his back and got his wife to pout and to soil up and to pester him until he told her the answer of the riddle. And of course, that made Samson mad. He, a lot of other things happened, but he left the wedding. Never completed the wedding. He left in a huff. Well, he decides to go back, and that's where it gets really bizarre. After a while, in the time of the wheat harvest, it happened Samson visited his wife with a young goat. I guess he's going to make up for it. I guess nothing says I love you, and I'm sorry like a goat. Samson, was he really knew how to get to a woman's heart. So he brought a goat and said, let me go into my wife into her room. But her father would not permit him to go in. Her father said, I really thought that you thoroughly hated her. Therefore, I gave her to your companion. Isn't her younger sister better than she? Take her instead. So here's what transpired. He ruined the wedding by leaving. Well, daddy's not going to have his wife stood up at the altar, so he grabs the best man and says, here, you have her. So he gives Samson's wife to Samson's best man, and now they're married now. So he says, no, you, you, you blew it that time, so, but you can have the younger sister. And uh, Samson said to them, this time I shall be blameless regarding the Philistines if I harm them. Then Samson went and caught 300 foxes, and he took torches and turned the foxes tail to tail, put a torch between each pair of tails. And when he had set the torches on fire, he let the foxes go into the standing grain of the Philistines. He burned up both the shocks and the standing grain, as well as the vineyards and the olive groves, every single thing. So he had really not only wiped out their food supply, but he had insulted the god of grain. Because those foxes just went everywhere, and they burned up everything for them. Now, their attempt at revenge backfired. We continue. The Philistines said, who has done this? They answered, Samson, the son-in-law of the Timnite, because he has taken his wife and given her to his companion. So the Philistines came and burned up her and her father with fire. See, it just gets worse and worse. Samson said to them, since you would do a thing like this, I will surely take revenge on you, and after that I will cease. And he attacked them hip and thigh with great slaughter. And he went down and dwelt in the cleft of the rock of Edom. 
Now the Philistines went up and encamped in Judah and deployed himself against Lehi. The men of Judah said, Why have you come up against us? So they answered and said, We've come up to arrest Samson, to do to him as he has done to us. Then 3,000 of the men of Judah went down to the cleft of the rock at Edom and said to Samson, Do you not know that the Philistines rule over us? What is this that you have done to us? And he said to them, As they did to me, so I have done to them. They said to him, We have come down to arrest you that, you, that we may deliver you into the hands of the Philistines. Samson said to them, Swear to me you will not kill me yourselves. So they spoke to him, saying, No, but we will tie you securely and deliver you into their hand, but we will surely not kill you. And they bound him with two new ropes and brought him up from the rock. When he came to Lehi, the Philistines came shouting against him. Then the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and the ropes that were on his arm became like flax that is burned with fire, and his bonds broke loose from his hands. He found a fresh jawbone of a donkey, reached out his hand and took it, and killed a thousand men with it. It just came unraveled for the Philistines. The first chance they got to take revenge didn't turn out good. Their follow-up didn't turn out good, and all started with those foxes burning their grain. They had a score to settle with Samson. So now he's in prison, and they're having a party. And the rulers, of course, are throwing the party, and when the people saw him, they come up with a little song. They said, Our God has delivered into our hands Samson, our enemy. Our God has delivered into our hands our enemy, the destroyer of our land, the one who multiplied our dead. Now, note, the enemy mentioned is not the country of Israel. The whole country of Israel has been under their domination for over 40 years. They were harmless. In fact, if you remember when Samson began to take revenge on the Philistines, they cornered him up. He said, don't you know they're the ones in charge? Well, Samson missed that memo. And so they're harmless. They're absolutely useless and helpless against the Philistines. Who are they calling the enemy? Samson. Now, he had his flaws. He had his problems. That's an understatement. We mentioned those this morning. But he was making progress against the Philistines. He was getting under their skin. He was causing issues with them like no Israelite had done in over 40 years. So the Philistines celebrate. Secondly, the Philistines go past celebrating, and the Philistines gloat. And you'd expect this. That culture, you would expect it. They're not only going to celebrate, they're going to gloat. Somebody said, speaking of Samson, call for Samson that he may perform for us. I think that King James says we may make sport of him. But what was involved in this? Some Hebrew scholars, this word perform means it involves laughter. He was doing something that would make him laugh. Now you remember, Samson was strong, but now he was blind. So perhaps now they thought he was strong but helpless. Probably what was going on is he was doing some sort of circus tricks or something for them. And they thought they had humiliated Samson. And they thought 
they could gloat over Samson. Samson had some major flaws. Samson lost his judgment concerning himself because of his compromises, as we noticed this morning. But Samson, as we look at his dealings with the Philistines, was shrewd, and he was crafty. And while the Philistines gloat, Samson plans. Verse 26, Samson said to the lad, did you catch that? A little, a little kid, probably a little, little teenager, a little guy, a young man, leading big old Samson around. They did that on purpose to show how helpless he was. He said to the to little lad, let me lean against these pillars here. I just, I just need to take a rest. Show me the pillars that support the building so I can rest on these. He's planning. He knows who's there. Every single one of the lords of the Philistines, every one of their leaders is there. He knows this. He knows what that temple will hold. What was the temple? Dagon's temple. He knows what that building is. He knows what it means. He knows how many it'll hold, and he knows the main people that are there are the leaders of the Philistines. Samson plans, and then Samson prays. Oh, he's on speaking terms with God again. Samson called to the Lord. Now, we don't know if this is the first time he called to the Lord. I would say probably not. There's really nothing like staying in prison with your eyes gouged out that'll make you get serious with God. And I'm sure he probably did a lot of thinking. But we do know he's praying and he's talking to God. He's on speaking terms with God. And he says, oh, Lord, remember me, I pray, and strengthen me. Now he realizes where strength comes from. Now he understands where his power came from. And he acknowledges God in this. He said, strengthen me just this once, O God, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines from my two eyes. Okay, so Samson's not complete in his perfection here. He's still thinking about himself, but he still knows he can do some damage here. Samson plans, Samson prays, the Philistines pay. In verse 30, Samson said, let me die with the Philistines, and he pushed with all his might, and the temple fell on the lords and all the people who were in it. So the dead that he killed at his death were more than he killed in his life. This is a story that we've read all of our lives. Now, let me, let me raise a, a troubling question. Let me raise a question maybe some of you have maybe raised. Maybe you've never really asked it out loud, but you're looking at it and saying, wait a minute. What about suicide here? What, what's going on with Samson? Are we, are we celebrating this? Well, let me provide some clarity. Two issues. One issue is a possibility. One issue is a definite fact. The first issue is a possibility. 
What building are they in? They're, they're not just an amphitheater. They're at the temple of Dagon. And it says quite literally in verse 23, Now the lords of the Philistines gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their god. You want to know what the sacrifice may have been? Samson. Samson knew how ruthless the Philistines were. Samson knew even if he wasn't the sacrifice on the schedule, they had a nasty habit of killing their enemies and the generals of the armies in a most humiliating way as a spectacle in the arena. Samson knew this. Samson knew one way or another he wasn't getting out of this situation alive. He's blind. He knew that. But now here's something that's very clear. You got to go all the way back to the start before Samson was born. Chapter 13, verse 5. The angel is talking to Samson's parents and says this For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. No razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. And listen to this. He shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. That statement there clarifies what happened at the temple of Dagon. You see, from the very start, Samson was given a military mission. And his mission was to begin to deliver Israel. Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. There's no other, uh, no other way this could happen except a military mission. You could not do it diplomatically. It wasn't going to happen. He was the man, and he was, had a military mission to begin to extricate Israel from the hands of the Philistines. It was a, a military mission. He saw this from the very start. And he was still on a military mission that day at the temple of Dagon. What he did was the equivalent of jumping on a hand grenade, of charging the enemy's bunker when you know the odds are against you. You see, he saw his opportunity. He saw this was the way he could get the mission accomplished. So therefore, we realize it was not suicide out of desperation. It was one more heroic effort to complete the mission that he knew he had from the day he was born. And he did exactly, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. You see, it says quite clearly that he would not deliver the Israelites from the hands of the Philistines, he would begin to deliver them. You know who completed that just a few years later, the next generation? David. Samson started it. Samson started it that day when all their leadership went down in one blow. He started delivering Israel from the hands 
of the Philistines. Everything else he did up to then just made him mad. But he completed his mission at the temple of Dagon. Is there anything before we close? Anything at all? 